Are your existing solutions able to take advantage of real threat intelligence? Common solutions like firewalls weren't designed to handle the massive and growing volume of threat indicators. This challenge often results in significant gaps in your protections, even when you think you have it covered. You need to protect yourself by filtering network traffic against unique threat indicators in a way that allows you to act. Polywall by Bandora Systems is the solution that filters over 10 million indicators right out of the box. Developed in partnership with the Department of Defense, Polywall is affordable for companies of all sizes. Get your free trial today at bandorasystems.com. Rapid7 powers the practice of SecOps. Using shared data, analytics, and automated workflows, SecOps unites IT, DevOps, and security teams to make security an outcome of innovation. Rapid7 combines technology, expertise, and advocacy to drive vulnerability management, application security, incident detection, and log management for more than 7,000 organizations worldwide. Power up your SecOps practice with a free trial at rapid7.com forward slash securityweekly. We are back. It's the third segment, episode 86. So much excitement. And I'm I'm not going to apologize for dad jokes because if nothing else, they crack me up when I hear Paul laughing when I break it out. But let me remind you that ticket sales are open for the Social Engineering Rhode Island Conference. Um, it's I think it's Saturday, June 16th. But here's the thing. It is. We've got two, two tickets to give away to the conference. But we like to make it a little bit of fun. So here's what we're asking for. Send your best meme, Paul and Larry. To PSW at securityweekly.com. And then I guess, how are we doing it, guys? The, the be- We're going to judge the best one? The, the best one. one. We're going to vote on it. The one that makes us laugh the hardest. It's going to be an internal, internal voting that will not be broadcast because that's just going to be ugly. <laughs> for, for decency standards, yeah. Uh, so, if, uh, so if you want two tickets, two free tickets to go to the show and uh, check it out and be part of it, um, that's great. Uh, we'll do that. All right. So, Here's kind of the theme of the week. It's all about freaking identity. Um, Capital One acquired Confirm. Now, this is interesting. You know how we've talked a lot about sometimes if you're a large organization, you will acquire a startup because you want the team or because they're solving a problem that you have in a really kind of compelling way. And so it's great. And then every now and then you want them in your wallet. Yeah, well, what's in your wallet? Exactly. <laughs> but but the other piece to it is it's another dad joke for you. <laughs> and I liked it. So, you saw I ruled with it, right? Because as a dad, you also got to roll you it. Got to roll with it. Yeah. And you can't let them know that they're being funny. <laughs> You're right? supposed to be funny. This is a case where I'm going to give one more option. We've talked sometimes where you just you ran out of funding, you just couldn't make it work any longer, and so you're acquired, usually for an undisclosed amount, but it's really an aqua hire, as we call it. It's an acquisition to hire out the particular team. This one's interesting. So if you look, take a look at it, Capital One Acquired Confirm, um, and they, they basically said, hey, look, this is going to bring our, this technology to the bank. It's going to help our consumer identity services. Um, but then they also said, by the way, it's not just about the cap. It's not just about the technology. We really wanted the co-founder Nash on board. When you go back and look at the pedigree of all the places that he's been able to do identity stuff at scale, including uh, uh, Google and stuff that totally makes sense. Now it looks like Confirm had about 1.2 to 2.4 million dollars based on a grant, and it the exact amount's a little bit kind of weird. So look, the thing is, they're more or less funded as a startup. And Nash said, "Look, I, I can kind of do it my way and make it work, or I can go solve this problem in a much bigger uh, environment." So it, it's one of those like congratulations to everybody involved. And by the way, this is sometimes how a startup works out. You've got this really cool idea. You've got the right pedigree. You're solving it in a way that people find compelling and they like it and they like you. 
And so they say, hey, come splash in a bigger pond. And, and I think Paul and I have talked about this before, but I can remember the first time that it really hit me watching Shark Tank, Paul. And somebody was like, you know, he's like, well, what are your sales per year? He's like, a million dollars a year. He's like, and you own 100%, right? He's like, well, I can get you to $100 million a year, but I want to own 50%. And the guy was losing his mind. And I remember sitting down with my kids and I said, guys, uh, I know you guys don't know 50%, but let me, let me help you through this. He can make a million dollars a year or he can make $50 million a year, mm-hmm. which, you know, which, which makes more sense. This is one of those cases where you can cling on to being a startup or you can say, wow, this is a great opportunity. Sounds like a great opportunity. So congratulations for everybody involved. That's Capital One, right? Huge, um, known for their credit cards and their banking operations and all sorts of other stuff. TransUnion, one of our uh, federal credit reporting bureaus, uh, they acquired iOvation also for an undisclosed amount. Now, it looks like iOvation has picked up about $16 million in funding, but it was, it was a little murky. And what I mean by that is wasn't really clear rounds. It was kind of like, yeah, they got some money in an equity mm. round or yeah. something. Usually I don't those really equity know. equity rounds are kind of weird like that. But they're fraud detection solutions, and it's all around uh, identity. So it was looking at uh, identity, and TransUnion said, cool, well, we want that. We're going to do that. Uh, Experian uh, has been on a, a pretty good pickup of a lot of really cool companies as well. We haven't seen as much out of Trans uh, Equifax, rather. Right. Um, but uh, we might now. But so here's the interesting thing, because a lot of us go, well, the credit reporting bureaus, like, where do they make their money? Oh, they sell a ton of services. They sell a ton of services. Uh, they're looking at all different ways to, to use data and to protect identity. I think that's overall good for us. And uh, this, I mean, this looks like a win, especially because it says, look, we're not laying anybody off. This is great. We're going to join this bigger team. And now we go take on this same problem, much bigger scale. But it's that still it's that identity trend. Uh, and to cap off the identity trend this week, Off Zero raised $55 million in a Series D. By the way, this is their third round of funding in the last year. Now, a lot of times when we look at that, we'll say, whoa, wait a minute. That, that round's supposed to last you two years. There's an exception to the rule if things are going really well. If things are going really well, you get more capital to fuel that growth. And as William Lin explained to us, uh, and he's at Trident, which has now got a, a new name that I can't remember off the top of my head. Sometimes you the investors will actually push you to take more money to go faster because they like it. Like they're so excited about it. I kind of get the sense without an inside knowledge that that's what's happening here with all zero because their last was a $30 million series C in March, 2017. So they've taken on $112 million over five rounds, but they're, they're an authentication platform that allows developers to more readily implement identity solutions. I I like it. Now I've not used it. Have you used it, Paul? All zero? Uh, I have not. I've heard good things, though. As have I, and this is the kind of approach that I like. If 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 you can make it easier for developers to include this instead of having to figure out their own libraries and and everything on their own, just here, this works. It's great. Here's how you use it. I, I like it as a strategy. I take this as a pretty good sign. Fifty five million dollars Series D. So they're they're at the point. I didn't pick up what their valuation is, but at one hundred twelve million dollars invested, I mean they're definitely large. They're definitely serious. They're big rounds, but they make sense in terms of hyper growth and really just kind of pushing the envelope. By the way, if you're using Off Zero, I'd love to hear what you think of it and how it works out. Same kind of thing here with Tanium, Paul. Tanium raised $175 million in equity. Uh, that gives them $580.7 million in funding raised over eight rounds. And this last one puts them at a $5 billion valuation. Um, and what I thought was interesting, so Axios, I, I love following them. And if you're not on the ProRata newsletter, but you like this type of stuff, you'll enjoy it. Subsequent SEC filing disclosed that the round eventually could total $300 million 
saying that the remainder, if it's raised, would come from other existing investors. Now, we've talked about this over the last year. There's a provision. In fact, when you see a fund raises, um, I don't care whether it's $50 million or $500 million, the first, the first couple years of the fund are all about finding and investing in those companies, but they don't invest the whole fund because they preserve money that in subsequent rounds, they can protect their position. Because of the $5 billion valuation, you're going to find that some of the current investors are absolutely going to maintain their stake and maintain their percentages and stuff. And, and so this is, so what they're basically well, saying is it's $175 million in equity, right. but once everybody else gets their chance to level it yeah. out and, and be where they want, it could be a $300 million round, $5 billion valuation. That means tanium has got one shot uh, only here. It's going to be IPO. I mean, I, I, you could tell right. me somebody's yeah. going to come buy them. The reality here is this no, is, this I, is I on the path to IPO. I don't see their exit being bought, and I find it fascinating that like they take an equity round, and likely the reason they did that was they're like, we're not ready to IPO yet. Let's take a funding yeah, round. Right. That funding round is going to extend because our existing investors are going to be like, no, 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 I still want my share, so I'll give you more money to maintain my share, knowing and everyone's basically on the same page, I believe, in this situation where the next step is we're going public, right? And the, the next round of funding, they're going to get their money from the street. Yeah, now we've not spent a lot of time talking about it on the program, but Tanium's been in the news a lot in terms mm. of some of their practices. They had a lot of senior executives leave. Um, you know, but look, this is a this is, you know, a unicorn company is when you hit a billion dollars in valuation, five billion. I mean, that's what's in no, that Slack's current valuation. Yeah. So Tanium's most definitely a unicorn. Uh if you look at their growth from zero to where they are today, that dude, that's a unicorn. It's got unicorn written all over it, right? There's rainbows yeah. and skittles and all kinds of stuff now when you go to their website paul they, they use some of the phrasing that we like in terms of uh, hygiene and, and whatnot and they say look you don't need to split up all your stuff we, we can give you a lot of stuff in once i still kind of got the play that tanium was really an endpoint and they're listed as competitors to crowdstrike and FireEye, uh and they're like where do you put them like what what's the problem that tanium solves because it looks to me like the answer is yes and that's that concerns me yeah, well, it's definitely the endpoint play, but their, I think their niche and their differentiator is how their agents communicate and operate. So it's a, it's like a peering kind of system. So when you deploy to one, it'll tell you about other endpoints, and then they talk to each other, and then distill that data oh, up, and then you, then you ask it questions about your endpoint. Hey, how That's many really of my endpoints approach. are missing this patch? And you get the answer instantly because it's like a mesh networking. Uh, of endpoints. That's a, a really not a great description of what they do, but that's basically the gist of it uh, and why they've gained so much market share uh, is because they have that that differentiator, right? And they plug into all kinds of other things. So they're kind of, in a lot of situations, more like the foundation. So if you're looking for like one endpoint solution, like you plug Tanium in and then they work with other other solutions to help you answer questions more intelligently, basically. That's smart. That's really smart. I, I like that. So same thing we've talked about a lot. If you use it, we don't have to put you on the air and we don't have to quote you, but I'm always curious, like it, don't like it, you know, do they market it right or different? And a lot of you write in, they give us insights on the stuff that you're doing. That's really helpful because part of why we do this and we're tracking this is to highlight people that are solving problems, to show you the trends, to show you who's getting funded. So whether you're an investor, this will show you some places to look. And if you're looking to partner with somebody because you're in a corporation and in an enterprise setting where you're trying to solve some of these problems, we want to elevate those up for you. But also, if you're a startup, guys, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of places to look and things that you can do. Uh, and I hope that that's all pretty exciting for you. So Tanium's one that, that I've, I've not come across. I mean, 
I know the name, but what I mean is when I've worked with clients, I haven't, I haven't touched it, but uh, if you're using it and you've got insights, would love to hear more about it. Uh, the last little bit for the week is Cisco's forming a new venture fund. Now, here's why I think this is interesting. Cisco's got like $2 billion of investment already. Cisco is not afraid of acquisition. They've never been afraid of acquisition. Uh, and, and compared to other large people who do acquisitions, I think Cisco, by and large, does a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty disciplined in their strategy. So they've got a team. I, I don't know if I... The article lays it out. I want to say they've got like 40, 50, 60 people constantly looking at these deals and evaluating them. But they tend to grab late stage companies. So they're already mature. They're already solving the problem. They've got that market traction. And, and Cisco says, okay, cool. That's going to work for us because you're going to help us with our networking. You're going to help us with our security, for example. The idea of doing a new venture fund is to actually say, well, what if we didn't have all those restrictions? What, what if I could go early stage, seed stage even? Somebody's got a concept and that's a concept we're excited about and we want to give them that. And then they add it. Oh, and by the way, you could use Cisco's resource. You Look at, we're Cisco, guys, right? It used to be nobody ever gets, nobody gets fired for buying IBM. Now it's nobody gets fired for buying Cisco. We're Cisco. You Work with us. You're going to get access to our folks. And we just heard from Grabwell. You know, for, for a startup, getting access to somebody like Ron Gula and Cindy Gula, that's, that's a big benefit and a big lift for them. So I think this is interesting because we keep talking about the fact that these large corporations will create funds. And we've seen it from Fortune 500 companies that are not in the services and products business, uh, setting up funds so that they can grow and innovate. And so the fact that Cisco is doing it is not terribly surprising. And, and it looks really exciting for them. And I think this is a, this is a good thing for us. But do you have thoughts on it? No, I think it's uh, I think it's really cool, and I think it's uh, you know a testament that our our industry is going to be constantly growing, right? Yeah, you know that's the thing. I, I one of the articles that I looked at from, from one of these stories was like, well, and I want to say it was for Tanium, and it was like, well, this this could be good for them for that battleground of the so few security companies that make it to IPO. And I was like, all right, I'm not even going to mm. list the article because stop, folks, listen, the only exit is not an IPO. There's a lot of successful exits when somebody has an idea. They bring it to fruition and another company acquires it when they merge, right? Acquisitions and mergers are different. Uh, and getting invested in by some of these large companies, I, I think the security space is doing fantastic. And I am consistently excited about all the things that we see. And we're going to keep trying to explain these things. So uh, that's, that's what we got for this week. Um, we're off next week. It's in the US, it's Memorial Day. So we're, we're taking Monday off. We're taking the week off for Business Security Weekly. But we'll be back on June 4th. When we come back, we've got Christian Hammer, uh, who is a, a CISO, and he's, he's recently given some cool talks. And so we're going to have him give us the condensed version of that. Um, he's somebody I love talking to and hanging out with. And then we've got Jonathan Pritchard. So this is a different way of looking at it. We've gone out now based on a, a lot of great feedback on this idea of the, the personal performance segment. Jonathan Pritchard is an expert in that area, and uh, he's agreed to come on the program on uh, Monday, June 4th, and talk about some of the things he's learned in terms of, of performance and stuff uh, based on the questions you have. So I'm really kind of excited. You can always catch us live on YouTube and Facebook. We do watch the comments. So if you've got anything uh, you want during the show, you can pipe it in. Or otherwise, uh, it'll be there when you listen to us uh, once we get it posted up. You can catch me on Twitter at Catalyst, or you can get Paul at Security Weekly. Hit us up on LinkedIn. Let us know what you thought. Just remember, exceptional leaders elevate the people around them. I hope you have a great week of making the people around you better. And we'll see you in June 4th.